Chapter 25 of The Life and Times of Kateri Tekakwitha, the Lily of the Mohawks, by Ellen Walworth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Memory and Influence of Kateri Tekakwitha After Her Death. Modern Kanawaga. It has been seen how the waning yet ever brightening spark of a saintly life went out among the Indians of the Sioux and the reader has learned where kateri tekakwitha was laid to rest but her memory is still alive at the places where she lived and died and even far away among the indians of the north and west and wherever she is known her influence is still a power for good the rev p fouquet a missionary who labors among the aborigines of british columbia in a letter addressed to the rev v bertin cure of Kahnawaga, pq under the date of july twenty second eighteen eighty eight says i have spoken to hundreds of indian villages of your admirable sauvages thus he calls tekakwitha nothing is so useful to our indians her example is a great encouragement to them in the practice of christian virtues the flathead kalispell mission in montana with its large indian school and thriving settlement of industrious christians owes its origin in great part to the zeal of a few adventurous iroquois who migrated to that region from conewaga in canada among these was a certain chief called ignatius the iroquois he had grown up under the shadow of tekakwitha's cross and after living for a time among his new friends the kalispell people who gained from him and his comrades a favorable opinion of christianity he did not hesitate to undertake a dangerous journey across the great plains of the united states in order to obtain for them a missionary it was in paving the way for father de smet the apostle of the rocky mountains that the brave iroquois lost his life when that father succeeded after many difficulties in accomplishing the long journey from st louis in the mississippi valley to the kalispells in montana he reaped a most unexpected harvest of indian converts this was because they still cherished the memory of ignatius the iroquois who from his youth had reverenced that of kateri tekakwitha may we not then justly claim for her a share in the success of that kalispell mission was it not her strong sweet influence for good that had spanned the continent at last and raised the cross aloft among the red men of the rocky mountains not alone among the indians of the west but far away to the east and beyond the atlantic ocean the name of kateri tekakwitha is often spoken in april eighteen eighty eight the people of conewaga joined with their missionary pere v bertin in celebrating the diamond wedding of his aged parents who lived at metz in lorraine the name the conewagas have given to their beloved pastor is takaran hiankan which means two skies together because he belongs to two countries the land of his adoption and his fatherland over the sea Pere Bertin delights in praising the virtues of Kateri Tekakwitha, and often mentions her in his letters. Her name has become a household word in the missionary's old home on the banks of the Moselle, which he has not seen for more than thirty years. This double celebration of a diamond wedding on both sides of the Atlantic proves not only the strength of true domestic affection that neither time nor distance has been able to obliterate, 
but also the love and gratitude of the indians to the man who forsook house and kindred so many years ago for their sake pictures of kateri were painted by chauchetier shortly after her death and were distributed in many directions they were first engraved and sent to europe by order of madame de champigny in the year sixteen ninety five one or more of these reached the french court which was then at its most brilliant period under louis the fourteenth the powdered and befrilled ladies of that time looked with wonder on the rough cut sent to them of a little squaw in blanket and moccasins holding in her hand a cross and worthy they were told to be held up as a model for the christians of europe she had indeed lived as a light in the wilderness and was looked upon by all who knew her as a lily of purity and star of faith there is a very old full-length portrait of kateri tekakwitha still hanging in the sacristy at conawaga p q others are to be seen at st mary's church albany and in the possession of the jesuits at troy new york an ideal portrait of her by mr lang completed in the early part of the year eighteen eighty nine is by far the best representation of her now in existence the same artist has also painted her in a landscape of great beauty as just moving away from her favorite place of prayer near the mission cross on the st lawrence a sister in the hotel du at montreal has a quaint colored print representing her very much as she appears in the rude uncolored engraving which accompanies the account given of her in l'amérique septentrionale by de la poterie the illustration in chauchetier's life of her published in quaint style by john gilmary shea in eighteen eighty seven is not unlike these two what served far more than any pictorial representation ever made to keep her saintly memory before the people of her own village was the formation of kateri's band les soeurs de catherine as they were called these were young indian girls whom therese tegaiaguenta banded together after kateri's death and incited to imitate the virtues of her friend who as she firmly believed was still loving her and helping her in heaven according to her promise it has already been said that therese received by common consent the name of the one who while on earth had been her inseparable companion hence it is easy to account for the fact that in a life of marguerite bourgeois published in eighteen fifty two the author would have confused the identity of these two young indians of the sioux and given an account of the lily of the mohawks under the name of therese tegaquita their souls were locked together in life their names in death while therese lived the conawagas gave her the name and a part of the love and reverence they had shown to kateri herself when once she had formed the band known as kateri's sisters and had passed from among men then indeed there was nothing left on earth of the lily of the mohawks save lifeless relics and what the old writers are pleased to call an odor of sanctity anque anweke katsisio teio sitsi ane karan these words as we have already seen may be read on the monument at the foot of tekakwitha's cross but her bones do not rest there they were carried to the modern village of conawaga and some fragments of them even still farther from her grave for at the time of the french and indian war the jesuits resolved to divide the conawaga mission and remove some of their flock farther away from the dangers of montreal the tarbells 
who as children had been captured at Groton, Connecticut, in Queen Anne's War, and afterwards became too thoroughly identified with the Conewagas to return to their Puritan relatives when the opportunity offered, headed this party sent westward from the Sioux to form a new settlement, choosing Aquasasne, the place where the partridge drums, a plain east of a slight hill, at one of the few spots where the rapid vexed river glides calmly by, they began the mission of St. Francis Regis, and threw up a log cabin for the Jesuit father, Mark Anthony Gordon, who accompanied them, bearing as a precious treasure part of the remains of Catherine Tegaquitta. This portion of her remains was lost in a fire, which destroyed the log chapel and its contents shortly before the treaty of peace was signed between England and France in 1763. A new wooden church soon replaced the rude chapel, and in 1791 this in turn gave way to the present massive stone church of that mission. The St. Regis settlement was found to be on the New York boundary line, so the village is now part British and part American methodist and episcopal missions had been started there at different times but most of the indians of the place still adhere to the faith of jogues and tekakwitha the catholic iroquois many of them famous as warriors naturally enough sided with the french during the long period of our intercolonial wars but when the revolution broke out they refused to take up arms against the people of the english colonies at the instigation of their british oppressors as did the Mohawk followers of Brant. Though urged and threatened by Sir Guy Carleton to do so, they maintained their neutrality. Some actually joined the American army of patriots. One of these, Ataya Ton Haranquin, or Lewis Cook, rose to the rank of captain. During the stirring times of 1812, the settlement at Aquasasne was disturbed by incursions of both American and British troops, but since that war came to an end, the missions of Kanawaga and St. Regis have enjoyed peace and quiet. Their people have shared in the general prosperity and progress of this country and Canada. They support themselves by means of agriculture and the manufacture of baskets, sleds, moccasins, snowshoes, and other articles ornamented with beads in the Indian fashion. The Kanawagas, moreover, are noted for being especially brave and skillful in the use of every kind of river craft as raftsmen and pilots they are unequalled the patriarchal figure of the famous conewaga indian jean baptiste with his swarthy face and bright red shirt seen year after year at the pilot wheel of nearly every excursion steamer that shot the great rapid of the st lawrence on its way to montreal will not soon be forgotten by the many travellers whom he steered safely to their destination Others, as skillful still, dwell at the same Indian village, ready at any time to board the steamers as they pass along. When the Gordon expedition was being fitted out for Egypt in 1884, an urgent invitation was extended to the Kanawaga raftsmen to join it. About one hundred of them did so, and dexterously carried the British troops through the rapids of the Upper Nile. On their return they were received in England with marked consideration, and were thanked by Queen Victoria in person for their services to the realm. They then recrossed the ocean to Conewaga, well pleased with their venture into foreign lands. Among these same people of the Sioux are lineal descendants of those proud Mohawks with whom the fathers of Albany maintained so long the close alliance formed at Tawasintha, 
when the foundations of the city were first laid on land belonging to the most warlike of the five nations accordingly when the albanians in eighteen eighty six prepared to celebrate the bicentennial of their charter a deputation of these mohawks was formally invited from caughnawaga by the mayor of albany on their arrival they were publicly received at the city hall as honored guests the freedom of the city was extended to them and they took a prominent part in the ceremonies accompanying the celebration they were present in full indian costume both at the opening of the city gates and at the grand military high mass celebrated on the bicentennial sunday at st mary's the oldest catholic church of the city their presence on that occasion recalled with touching interest the memory of their first apostle of christianity isaac jogues who was sheltered from the cruelty of his captors by the kind-hearted burghers of albany the sacrifice of his life which he offered for them when he returned to the mohawk valley had brought these indians to the christian faith and the example of kateri their little sister as they still call her had helped to hold them to it through the vicissitudes of two centuries the fervor of these indian people of the great rapid whose ancestors were converted from paganism in the valleys of new york state has not abated since the days of kateri nor has the work of the jesuit missionaries among them been fruitless in lasting results notwithstanding the assertion of kip to the contrary in his introduction to early jesuit missions the large congregation of christian iroquois still dwelling at the sioux is in itself a living proof of the success and continuance of the old mission work no one could attend the religious observances there without being impressed by their sincere and heartfelt devotion to the christian faith the corpus christi procession as witnessed by the author in eighteen eighty eight at the village of conewaga was picturesque and edifying beyond description End of chapter 25